Initiating startup sequence. Five, 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 Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 202 of the Plug and Play Podcast. It's half of 404. Half of 404. That's another this page has been found. This page has been found. Um, first half, Tasty Treats is brought to us by Burnside Brewing. It's the Sweet Heat Fruit Spice Beer. 4.9 ABV, 9 IBU, Burnside Brewing Company out of Portland, Oregon. Wheat ale with apricot puree and imported Jamaican scotch bonnet peppers. Subtle tartness from the fruit with a slight spiciness in the finish. Sweet heat, baby. Cheers. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I'm not really getting the heat. It's in the roof of your mouth. No. Yeah. It's not a lot of it. It's it's not as... It's as, very sweet, though. It's not aggressively... Um, it's it's not like the well. There's 900 pounds of apricots in this in the batch of the beer. It, it's definitely not like the uh, no. I can taste it got. in the back of the roof of my mouth. Take another sip. You don't have to swish it. Just drink it like a normal human. It's not a lot. Like dude, I would swish it. It gets way hotter. Wait, wait, dude. Seriously, swish it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not gonna have a beer for this. Yeah, segment. you're not really, but that's okay. Just swish a little bit. Just... There you go. Hmm. It does get hotter, doesn't it? Yeah. So you agree it's there, though. Weird. Yeah. No, I agree it's there after you swish it. You gotta swish it to get the heat. That's almost to the almost to my throat now. It's definitely in the back of my mouth where it hits me. Yeah. Not, not in the front. Hit my cheeks really hard. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. I mean, kinda. It's so, been another week, Zach. It has been. We've done things. We've done a lot of things. So I think you need to start us off because, again, once again, even though I went on fucking vacation, you have a shitload more than I do. That's how I roll. I mean, I mean, some of us also work when like the sweet icy grip, hours a week. When the sweet icy grip of death is like coming closer for you, you realize that life is short. You got to grab it by the balls and ride it hard. That is the reason why you are my uh, Quippy Challenge uh, photo. Yeah, you're a dick. Um, there was a Quippy Challenge about take a picture of the oldest thing near you, and you took a picture of me because Zach's a dick. Yep. All right. So these violent. And by delight- the way, you're the only one who's liked it, so I'm not sure what that says about you. Because there's only there's not a hate option. That's true, and there's only six of us that have entered. So <laughs> that's true, and nobody else has voted besides besides me. And if you voted on two other people's, mm-hmm. did you? Did you no. vote on anybody else's besides me? No. Oh, well, one other person has voted besides me. No. So anyway, um, all right. What have you been up to this week, Tim? So we went to on Saturday night. You know, some people go to like clubs. Some people go out dun, doing I don't know movies something. I took my family to a cemetery. I mean, that's what I enjoy. So the Lone Fir um, Cemetery in Portland has a lot of fascinating history. Like, it's worth a podcast episode or two of its own. Well, let's go there and record a podcast. Um, like they well, they let us bring beer. No, but people do all the time. Okay, well, let's bring beer. We got a task. It was funny. Let's go. Let's do a live cemetery podcast recording. That'd be fun. It's a beautiful cemetery. Um, it's a large, long estate. Like, um, there's a lot of stories. They have about groundskeepers. It. Yeah. Um, on Halloween, they have all sorts of special events. It's really, really cool. Wait, I want to be buried there so people come around my grave and shit. I don't know if there's still. I mean, I'm sure there's plots that are bought for, but I don't know if they're like accepting new applicants, as it were. I really don't know. I don't really need a fucking any. I don't need their fucking permission. I just need somebody to go dig me a hole and drop my ass in there. 
Well, they sort of did that in the early part of the century when it came to Chinese migrant workers, but that's a story for another day. I mean, I'm okay cuddling up next to a Chinese immigrant worker. There was actually a, a large insane, or migrant, sorry, not a large insane asylum that buried a lot of people there too, just kind of in mass unmarked graves. I mean, maybe we'll have something in common. So, like, like you literally could hit a bone just by digging. Yeah, in an unmarked area, they have done that. Actually, they sold a plot to Portland Public Works, and um, just like to park their for tr- what? Just to park their trucks. Um, but it turns out that it wasn't unused ground. There was quite a few bodies there still in unmarked. Wait, how the fuck did they figure that out? Um, Because they were challenged and they did exploratory digging. And sure enough, there was bones. Wow. Lots of bones. Um, It's a creepy place. How do you buy bones? What? Nothing. I I mean, there's ways. There's medical. Anyway, we're we're getting way off topic. We went to the the cemetery because there's this uh, company that does like performances in the park. Uh Uh-huh. And they chose this venue, and it was actually really appropriate. They did a play of um, Romeo and Juliet, and the last scene is actually in a cemetery. So it works out pretty cool, especially since they started at 7 p.m. And when it got to the cemetery scenes, it was like 9. So they only had stage lights, and it was dark. And like it was That's like, cool as shit. <laughs> now real... we're both kids with you? Yeah. Uh, we packed a picnic lunch. We got there at 6 o'clock, an hour early. We were front row, like it Several points, actors were literally right next to us saying their lines. Like, when Romeo does his famous, um, like, gets up the nerve to talk to Juliet when she's um, up in her balcony, he was down below right next to us doing his little monologue while she, awesome. while he was staring at her. And there was some cool fights right right in front of us. Um, Mercutio, the actor that played um, him, although in the play it was her, was really good. And there was the stage fights were right in front of us, so that was cool. It was a lot of fun. How many people show up to something like this? Um, I have pictures so you could guess, but I would say like, I don't know. Like 100? Yeah, 80 to 100 maybe. Good sized crowd. Um, they picked a part of the cemetery that had like a, um, I don't know if it was an individual grave or a monument of some sort, and they kind of constructed a stage around it with a couple tents, and uh, it was really cool. At one point, they had like a masked mask ball, and like, there's people like, it was cool. Did you guys get a mask? Uh, pe- some people in the front row did. Uh, we That's did. cool shit. We didn't. You have to were... pay for these tickets? No. You just show up? Yep. Are these just homeless people doing the no, show? No, these are professional actors. Like, then why the fuck are they doing it for free? Well, Donations? There is an option to donate. Okay. And um, at the end, I threw in 20 bucks for a family. And the people at the tent were like, do you want a shirt? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you donated 20 bucks, right? Our shirts are 20 bucks. I'm like. I mean, if you want to give me a shirt, sure. So now I've got a cool red shirt with uh, some skulls on the back that says... That's awesome. The quote that I started this with, these violent delights have violent ends. So yeah, that was awesome. Um, That's what I used to tell people in high school. Yeah. I wasn't in high school. I totally would have done that. So do you have the music ready? Oh. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. After that, my son went to camp, but okay. I still had my daughter with me. So this week we did have an Adventure Time Tuesday. Time, come on, grab your friends. We'll go to very distant lands with Jake the dog, and Finn the human. The fun will never end. It's adventure time. One, two, three, and da 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 da. So we started by um, going to uh, Old Town Pizza and Brewery, and we've gone there before, and we kind of did the same thing before. But it's just so cool. 
we got there right at open, so we had no problem getting the table we wanted, which was the table that's inside um, an old... The death table. An old elevator shaft. BDSM. No, actually murder. That's different than BDSM. I mean, no, it's depends on if you're doing it right no, or wrong. BDSM is consensual. It's not. I mean, maybe it's consensual murder, Tim. <sighs> We're not getting into that. So back in the 1880s, this um, was a hotel, not a pizza parlor, because I don't even know if they had pizza back then. Honestly, um, how how long ago? 1880. Pizza is a relatively recent invention in America, because like pizza in Italy is totally different than what. Oh, we, I know. Like American pizza. Um. Anyway. This is back in like Shanghai Tunnel era. Like this is a Portland was like a what year? Roughly eighteen eighty. Eighteen eighty nine, June eleventh. Okay, this is sort of relevant. So, um, anyway, this there was this woman um, who was a prostitute, and some missionaries wanted to bust up the whole like human slave trafficking prostitution thing, and she provided some information. She was basically a snitch. Snitches get stitches. Well, she got pushed down that elevator shaft and died. Or either that or she was murdered before and then pushed down the elevator shaft. Anyway, they found her body at the bottom of this elevator shaft, which is now a table in a pizza parlor. So, Did they leave her body there? No, of course they buried God her. God like, damn it. So people sometimes say they see a woman in a black dress like watching them. I or they, or they need sm- to hire somebody in a black dress and just, just sit there and just like watch people in the elevator. Or, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Um, it's not an elevator anymore. It's just like a shaft. Um, we you don't gotta... sit... It doesn't look like an elevator when you're sitting inside of it? That's it's... fucking gay. Well, do you know what a shaft looks like? No, I... Yes, I know what a shaft looks like. But did they, like, put, like, normal wood flooring in There's it? There's bricks. There's and... exposed bricks. Okay. There's sort of a picture... You don't see the shaft as much, but you can see the table on our Instagram page. You, you want to check it I out. I think this is the the episode we've said shaft the most in. I'm just saying. Yeah, let's get shafted. Um, so we were sitting there eating our pizza and we decided to make a small recording just to see if like she would answer us. Um, so we like, would talk and we'd pause. So if you are like some kind of crazy autophile with like really expensive equipment, you can like check out the next 30 seconds and see if you hear her reply. But we didn't honestly. So here it is. Go ahead. Okay. Why do you stay here, Nana? I mean, there was a clip. When you were alive, did you even get a chance to eat pizza? Do you want my pizza? (laughs) (laughs) My daughter. That's fucking hilarious. Yes. So we did that. Um, Then we went to... um, we're in the part of Old Town that has a lot of cool places to visit. We visited uh, Floating World Comics, which has a ton of independent, I mean really independent, and comics and zines. We kind of flipped through those, but we didn't buy anything. Um, we went to Ground Control and just played a couple games. Um, I showed uh, my daughter Ladybug that I talked about previously. You got the high score on that? Is it still the high score? No. They reset it every day. Do they really? Yeah, they do. That's so fucking gay. Whatever. She got what type to... of fucking arcade resets the goddamn high scores every that's, fucking day? That's... Well, when you turn off the power, I think that's what happens. Like, that's... I think that's... Yeah. What... Old school arcades never shut off the fucking power, you fucking posers. <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna fucking write them an angry-ass tweet. She got through three levels, so that was pretty cool. On Good job, you fucking posers at... Whatever, chill out. Okay, so we also went to uh, 
Nola Donuts, which is like New Orleans. And we had our first Cronut. Is it supposed to say New Orleans Cronut? See, New Orleans, like, it's N-O-L-A. Like, okay. that's an abbreviation. Okay. So, a Cronut is like a donut made with croissant. Cronut? Yeah. Croissant batter. It's yummy. I had a chocolate peanut butter. She had a lemon poppy seed. Okay. And they were cool. Um, then we went to Powell's. And, wait, um, wait, wait. Is the is that the smoking one that you showed me? No. Oh. Powell's? No, the Cronut. No. Oh, okay, never mind. You're no, not going to... It's a donut. You haven't got to that yet, then. No. Okay. Just checking. Do, do your donuts usually smoke? I mean, it depends. Okay. So we went to Powell's and we, ha- we brought... Explain like, what Powell's is because some people don't live in the U.S. If you are not blessed to live in the Pacific Northwest, you do not have a used bookstore that is literally an entire city block or literally legendary it's legendary i mean there's probably some back in like england somewhere that are like super old and like legendary i don't think this big though there's literally multi-levels there's every section of book imaginable like you pick a topic there's like literally think of like an apartment building just with every room filled with books it's amazing so we had i mean i don't even like books i'm admit it's amazing it's pretty amazing they have a pillar in the sci-fi section that's signed by a bunch of um, Hugo winners, which is epic. Um, Question. What? They have an adult section? Yes. Do they uh, really? Oh, yeah. What what type of uh, adult fiction or erotica do you want to discuss? Or... Weird. I just really didn't think that Powell's oh, yeah. would have that. Oh, yes. You name it, they've probably got it. Um, some stuff is in locked cases. Like um, the expensive old shit or expensive or... new shit? Or X-rated? Yes. There's a manga section that's locked up, for example. Um, mm. Q, get out of that. Quit trying to pick that lock. Q, stop playing with the lock. So, um, we brought a bunch of books, because you can trade in your books for credit and get, you know, brand new shiny books. And we had two um, really big, like, plastic boxes, the kind that you would store, like, in your garage. And my daughter came up with this crazy contraption, which was a skateboard, and then, uh, like, a dog leash like pulling the skateboard and we had like we we parked about i don't know three or four blocks away it's really hard to park right next to it it's a pretty it's in the pearl district which is a pretty affluent area you can't just find parking right next to this bookstore unless you're really lucky anyway we pulled this crazy contraption through four blocks and it worked pretty well except like if you had to turn it all it didn't really work out all right i just realized i'm kind of going on i'm gonna stop no dude it's fine it's way more interesting than so we got, we got to the bookseller. Um, when I got to the actual store, I had to pick up the boxes. They were freaking heavy. But like the like I said, there's so multi stories. Are these like, just like books that you guys just had at your house? Yeah, we have literally hundreds. No, of books. I know you guys do. We have but bookshelves in one, two, three. You got what would you call that downstairs room? The library. Okay. Yeah. That's what we I was call gonna it. say. Literally, it's a fucking library. It's just bookshelves. It's two couches and two giant bookshelves, and that's and a piano. That's it. Is it only two bookshelves? They're really wide. They're very wide. Yeah. Um. There's a fireplace in the middle. Yep. It's literally. It literally looks like a like a fancy person's like uh like I don't even know like study almost. And then off from that, I have an entire smaller bookcase has my Lone Wolf and Cub. You talking about the one upstairs? No, downstairs. Where's that one? That's by the uh, coffee table nook. And that's just. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's those. Those are cool books. Those yeah. You're talking about like the, the almost like armoire sort of setup thingy. Uh, it's across from that. Okay. And then I have um, upstairs in my den, another bookcase. My daughter has a giant bookcase. And then we have a couple tiny bookshelves in our, in our bedroom. 
So we go through. You guys have of, a lot of books. A lot of books. I even tried to go with Kindle just for physical storage, but it was no problem to scrape together two boxes of books. And they took about half of what we brought, and we just told them to you know get rid of the rest. I think they donated or something. Um, we got like seventy five dollars of credit um, plus we had gift cards. My daughter spent one hundred four bucks on books. I spent um, twenty five, I think, uh, but I got some books to read, so that was cool. Then we went and saw the the first Purge. Um, haven't seen any of those. So we watched the original Purge the night I've seen before. Like, I've seen like the face of like. Ah. It's like uh, an experiment where they do the first Purge on Staten Island, and um, people weren't killing each other fast enough, so they send in mercenaries to start slaughtering. Really? People, to start slaughtering people that were hiding out in churches and stuff. It gets really messed I up. I thought the point was to see who could survive. No, the point is to it, eradicate everybody. Yes, because there's too many people. Unemployment's too high. And government doesn't have enough money for services, so you make it legal for everybody to kill each other for one day out of the year. And that makes it so your money for services goes further. It's it's very, very cynical. And all too possible. <laughs> so we enjoyed that. We went home, had uh, dinner with uh, my wife real quick, and then we went to the mall, and I tried something that I'd seen a couple times. It's called, I think, the particular vendor's called Dragon's Breath. Huh. It's basically you... Well, mall? Uh, the Vancouver Mall. Oh. It's by the, uh, in front of Cinetopia by the kids' player, which is a oh, little, sweet. little kiosk. Yeah. You walk up, you pay your five bucks, whatever. You get two dipping sauces. We got blueberry and caramel. And then you get these balls, which are just exactly the same as like Crunchberry balls. It's like tiny? No, they're big. They're like, uh, gumball size, but they're very porous. Like, yeah. So, and that's important because that's where the liquid nitrogen goes. Nice. So it pours liquid nitrogen into a, um, a pitcher with all these balls in them and then shakes it around, moves it back and forth just to get all the vapor inside those porous things. Okay. And then he pours after he does shakes it around for a while, like, I don't know, a minute or so pours it into like a, like a clear plastic cup and you get little wooden skewers. You skewer the balls and you dip them in the sauce. You put them in your mouth. And when you pop the balls, the, the, when you pop balls in your mouth, then you pop balls in your mouth. Okay. You blow, uh, you blow smoke out. Yeah, it's I, fun. I didn't know that's what happened. Yeah, it's fun. My daughter and I enjoyed that. That was our Adventure Time Tuesday, and I've been talking way too long. Jesus. What have you been up to? Um. Well, uh, we went on a family beach vacation to sunny seaside Oregon. It was sunny. It was very sunny. It was a hot week this week. It was. It was really weird. It was very, uh, I want to say overcast. I want to say, oh, uh, no, foggy. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, weird. Yeah, like the seaside Oregon... Like the mountain range around it was like all fog. Yeah, I got a lot of. Sediment. I mean, there is nine hundred pounds of apricot. There's a bunch of sediment in the bottom of our glasses. Yeah, um, which is kind of weird. So we spent the very first day. We like walked around. We didn't get there till like two ish, something like that, or maybe new. No, like probably around two. And so we like walked around, stuff, did some of the shops. If you don't know, Seaside Oregon basically is like the the tourist beach in Oregon. Well, it's. That or Cannon Beach. I would have to say Seaside was established first, so... Sure, but Cannon Beach has... Cannon put, Beach has definitely popped pretty, up. Pretty, pretty big draw. It's a pretty big draw, but it's also only like five and a half to ten miles away. It's true. So, um, I would almost claim that they're the same thing. One's family-oriented, Cannon Beach is not. They're more adult-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Seaside has like a strip. It's literally like, I don't know, like 
four city blocks. Sounds about right. Um, that just straight was just lined with every type of touristy shop in the world, um, restaurants. And so we walked around, walked down the strip. We actually got a suite. I should back up and say that we got a suite while we were up there. So it's two bedroom, two bath, um, and two balconies. Cool. And it was kind of depressing because when we got there, it was super fucking expensive, right? So, okay. We got there. Room's really nice. Everything's like beautiful. Um, Balconies could have a little bit of work. That place was bigger than mine and my wife's very first apartment. (laughs) And uh, let me just tell you, we paid two months worth of rent just to rent it for two nights. Yeah. So, um, that's the way the world works. Yep. Um, So, we got there. We did that. The room was really cool. And we walked around. Um, We went out to dinner. My wife had like, she's like, oh, I love this fish place. I was like, Never been to a fish place with you here before. So we've been to a brewery and we've been to Italian places and other types of food, pizza and stuff like that. Never been to a fish place. And she's gone with her friends and stuff before. Okay, I was going to say, she's gone somewhere without you? Or? Yeah, she's gone with her friends um, on a girl weekends before. And I'm like, I fuck, I don't know. She, want, she wants this clam chowder. So we went to, she's like, oh, this is it. And I was like, okay. So we went there and it was like, wasn't clam chowder. It was smoked salmon clam chowder. And I was like, oh, it sounds pretty good. So we got it. I was like. It's mediocre at best. And she was like, this isn't the place. And I was like, fuck. So that means tomorrow night, we're definitely going to try another fucking fish place to get clam chowder. So am I picking up that you don't really like fish? No, I love fish. Oh, okay. But I was like, I I wanted to go back to Seaside Brewery. (laughs) So. (laughs) I see. Yeah. And so then at lunchtime, the next day, we had spent, uh, we got up, we walked around and everything. And went to lunch and found another fish place. And it was the right place. Okay. And I will say that the clam chowder was super on par, amazing, delicious. Cool. Um, Actually, no, wait, sorry. We went to a pizza place for lunch. We went back to the hotel. Son took a nap. Went back out. Hung on the beach for like three three and a half to four hours. He bought like a beach tent. So I set that up. Hung out there. Son loves the sand. So he's playing in the sand, eating the sand, picking up dog shit. It was awesome. Um, and then we went back, changed and went back down. Then we got the fish place. It was amazing clam chowder. Yeah. I think it was called, uh, Dugan's something like that. Dugers. Okay. And, uh, amazing clam chowder. Pretty good beer selection. Um, and that brings us to Sunday morning waking up. We went back out, walked around for a little bit, sat on the beach for a little while, played in the sand. And, uh, then we, uh, Headed back out, and I was like, well, we better grab lunch. And I was like, Seaside Brewery, Seaside Brewery, or like Pelican Brewery on our way out of town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, back to Dugger's again for some more clam chowder. Well, at least they had beer. Yeah, they did. That was so, something. Yeah. So, I did that, and uh, surprisingly, they had a lot more of the uh, Silver Moon Brewing beers at the uh, local grocery store there. So I picked up a six-pack of the Silver Moon when we got there to put in the hotel fridge. Mm. And uh, it was really fucking good. Nice. So I'm going to be on the lookout for some more Silver Moon uh, brewing beer around here, hopefully. So Silver Moon at the coast? Yeah. Um, mm. Bend, right? Yeah, that's not really the coast. Not that's, really the coast. That's but Central Oregon, dude. That's Central Oregon. That's as far from but the coast as But that's where I bought it. Get. I thought you said this is where you bought it. Yes, I bought it at the okay. coast. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I came back um, Sunday night, and then Monday morning I woke up, went to work, 
and got a Facebook message around 6 o'clock at night that somebody's computer broke. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going over and like spending till 10 o'clock at night at their house, realizing really that wasn't going to work. So I ripped out the hard drive and brought it home and completely reformatted it. Mm. Brought it back last night, which would be Tuesday night. Got it set up, and uh, I played with my tech talk. So we're not going to talk about what I did after that. But I should back up really quick. You were a super big help. We got to the coast. My wife is like, I want to read books on the books on the uh, patio every night. And I was like, fucking great. I don't have anything. So I messaged you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, comics. I need them. How the fuck do I get comics? So you sent me over everything I need to get comics. And I read a couple comics this weekend. That's great. Uh, what did you read and what did you think of it? Con- uh, what was it called? Lock and Key? Mm-hmm. Confused as hell. Really beautiful art. I really like... It's con- very confusing in the beginning. I think it becomes a little more clear as you go, hopefully. At least did to me. Okay. So, I, I'm like uh, I'm like one and a half through, and there's like six of them you, that I got. So two things. It's written by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. Okay. And second thing, it's going to be made into a TV series. Okay. I hope they do a little bit better with the uh, the entrance into it, because they'll lose a lot of people. You were like, no, it's really good. I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep going. And it, I mean, it's cool, and the art's really good, and uh, what's happening is really cool. I just don't understand the backstory of it at it, all it start, whatsoever. It, it doesn't give you any backstory. It no. starts you right in the middle of it. Yeah, and like it, it, what's what's going on is super cool, very interesting, right up my alley. But like, I like to know a backstory, and I have nothing so far. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know if I can keep pushing through, but you keep telling me it's good. And then I also read a uh, one. It was something about sex and drugs or sex and murder. Sex, sex criminals? Yeah, that one. Did you read it? I read it. <laughs> what do you think of the premise? It, uh, fucking to rob banks. Yes. I mean, what's not to like about that? Yeah, so I'm not sure if you, if you could get me more of them, but I read the whole. That's uh, only, you can, there are more of them out there, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, fucking to, yeah, literally rob banks is what the premise of the first one is. And he sent me another one or hooked me up with another one, and I have not read it yet. So. Cool. Um, that's Glad what, you checked out some comics finally. Yeah, so that's what I did this week. Um, very long intro. Do yeah. you want to uh, talk some news? Let's do some uh, news. <laughs> What do you got going on in the news this week, Tim? Well, is your child's Fortnite skill level embarrassing? Yes, he doesn't even play Fortnite. Do other parents make fun of their win ratio? As reported by the Wall Street Journal, one parent was quoted as saying, there's pressure not to just play it, to be really good at it. You can imagine what that was like for him at school. So, parents are paying real money so their kids are better at video games. The lesson prices vary, but um, $10 to $20 a lesson is definitely not unheard of. Um, it goes up to like $50 a lesson. And there's services like GamerSensei and Bidvine, um, both offering coaches, as well as just lots of individual coaches. Um, Holy fucking shit. Yeah. So like, you know, Fortnite is the new hotness at school. You got celebrities playing it. So like, people like have like these high... I want to be like my celebrity, man. It's just so dumb. Like instead of sitting here for hours I mean, and people, fucking playing, people have always done this with with sports for their kids. Like, like my kid has to be the best. Like putting all this pressure on them. It's fucking video games. Let's just play and have a good time. I mean, I don't. know. That sort of pissed me off. If you uh, you really want to find a way to ruin video games, have a tutor. Have a fucking tutor. Yeah. Like I don't want to, mom. I just want to play basketball. Jesus Christ. Well, let's uh, let's have a let's have a palate cleanser and have a more positive story. You get to read the next one. 
I don't want to. Too bad. You get to read the next one. But, um, okay, fine. Hey, Q, this goes out to you, buddy. So, ex-NFL star Chad Johnson shows up at an Iowa teen's house after accepting a video game challenge over Twitter. So, a uh, Reese Skinner, a high school graduate, and I can't remember what we're going to, oh, out of Des Moines, Iowa, um, had a celebrity challenger roll up to his house uh, when he threw down a challenge to play FIFA. Uh, six-time NFL Pro Bowl wide receiver Chad Johnson had accepted the teen's gaming challenge. He came through as pretty awesome, Skinner said. Johnson, 40 years old, has also gone by Chad Ochinico, which is known to his daughter, competed, uh, which had... Well, sorry. Who has gone by Chad Uchinico, was in town while his daughter was in competition uh, for a Junior Olympics. This gentleman has 766 career receptions and 11,059 receiving yards in 166 career games. That would be a pretty cool person to play FIFA with. No shit. Skinner, on the other hand, is (laughs) 18-year-old, hailing out of West Des Des Moines, Valley graduate and a Northern Iowa University student. Uh, Johnson tweeted a picture of a gaming system set up all for FIFA plus an extra controller. And the NFL veteran saw it and asked him for his fucking address. Um, So a few hours later, in a rental car nonetheless, he rolled up. um, Nate Dennis, Carter... It's like when you're pinching yourself. Is this really happening? Yeah, right. So uh, Skinner and five of his best friends... Dennis, Carter, Tyler, and Charlie, and Austin were all waiting as Johnson walked around. They said he spent two hours answering questions about his life, sports, video games, everything, playing ping pong with them, and of course, they threw down in FIFA. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, another heartwarming thing he also says. He's actually pretty good. He gave me a really hard run, and he's just like another guy of in our squad for the day. So that's pretty cool that like a celebrity. I mean, I would call him like I would call him a celebrity to you know whatever team he played on, like the fans of that team. Sure. Um, and he just like rolls up to his kid's house and is like, "Dude, let's fucking game. Let's go. And like, let's do, let's just fucking do this." So that's pretty cool. So right. so cute. Yeah. Maybe you need to start throwing down the gauntlet at the FIFA people. So my last story is uh, PlayStation Plus. It's a new month. And there's a game that should sound familiar to you. Mafia 3 is free this this month wow. for PlayStation Plus users. You get to play as Lincoln Clay, impressed. a Vietnam vet who comes back home after years of combat, and his surrogate family is wiped out by the Italian Mafia. He builds a new family and blazes a path of military-grade revenge to the mafioso responsible. There's also the 4v1 horror game Dead by Daylight, which uh, ButtonSpecials.com has covered several ways. Uh, I think we had some streams and some... Uh, Articles about it. Nice. And the rest of the lineup is Bound by Flame for PS3, Serious Sam 3, BFE for PS3, Draw Slasher for Vita, and Space Hulk for Vita. Is BFG just big fucking guns? BFE. Um, big fucking everybody. I'm not sure what that is for, honestly. I mean, it, huh. I've looked that up. Big fucking elephants. Also, if you are um, a PSVR owner, you can get Here They Lie, which is a pretty cool little horror game that I already own, unfortunately. Um, so that's the PS um, Plus free games this month. Sweet. So you ready to do some uh, tech talk? Yeah, sounds good. I'm everywhere. All right, guys. Hailing in uh, this week's uh, tech talk, the Lenovo Explorer headset. 
It's an alternate VR headset. Um, out with the old, in with the new. Uh, the kid that I fixed with PC, uh, I'm not really sure exactly what caused it, but when he hooked up this Lenovo, it destroyed his PC. That's weird. So I made sure that I installed and got everything up and running before I left, which meant I got to check out the Lenovo nice. headset. Um, Windows Mixed Reality enables you to transform your everyday laptop or PC into something more memorable and fun. Enjoy access to over 20,000 Microsoft apps, including the latest games, entertainment, and if you need the, to be productive, just tap the Microsoft Office suite and create your own virtual workspace. For a taste of Windows Mixed Reality, take a look at uh, windows.com forward slash mixed reality. So I will say the graphics on it are pretty fucking sweet. Okay. Um, so good resolution. Good resolution. Did not make motion sick. I probably stayed in it for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, it didn't handle very well to his space um, doing the room VR, but mm-hmm. I did convince him to do the sitting VR version of it, and it worked out pretty well. Um, so we sat down in the office chair, and I can move around and everything, and it was pretty sweet. Uh, the tutorial is kind of cool. Except for the the awesome unlock at the very end of the tutorial, they're like, "We will we will send you and transport you to a new amazing world." So I was like, "All right, cool." So I did that, and it literally transported me into a Microsoft store, like uh, a storefront, sucks. like literally, and it was surrounded by gorgeous scenery, like. But by like the Puget Sound on one side <laughs> and fucking mountain range on the other. That's funny. And like a huge lake that you could like look at, hey, but you couldn't fucking is, visit. Puget Sound's a beautiful land. Yeah, but you could not go to the water. You were stuck inside this fucking building and like on the like immediate outground of it. Let me out of the Microsoft store. But the cool thing about it is, is it had interactive shit that you could drop into the environment. Uh-huh. So I dropped a fucking gecko riding a bicycle and I scaled them up. To giant, like, Godzilla size. So in Redmond, Washington right now, they're like, Oh my god, this yeah. gecko! What the gonna, fuck? gonna kill us this all! This bicycling gecko! And then they had another one that was like a, uh, it was like a video interactive thing. Okay. And it was a picture frame and butterflies on it. And when you clicked on it, the butterflies would fly out of the photo and like fly all around you and stuff. So I scaled that motherfucker up and it was giant fucking butterflies <laughs> flying all the way around me. And uh, I did a uh, toaster popping up bread and it would do a flip in the air and then go back into the toaster so of course I scaled that son of a bitch all the way up too so giant toaster um, I don't know it was pretty cool it kind of makes me want to like get my oculus back and possibly set it up for once cool. so yeah I really enjoyed it so where would you rank it on uh, what you've experienced in VR I would definitely say I didn't play a game in it, so I can't say for well, sure. how it looked, I guess, is how you have to judge it then. I would say it's a little bit better than yours. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, the PSVR is what he means. Yeah, PSVR. For those who don't remember what um, I But again, I didn't play a game in it, so I the only reason why I'd rank it that is because I didn't get motion sick, but I was whipping my head around quite a bit uh-huh. and moving and jumping and shit like that, and I didn't get motion sick, so. so I don't know what's going on with the PSVR, but I get that too. I get like sweats. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a refresh rate or the resolution, but there's definitely something going on there. And this didn't have it. And I can tell you right now, it was running at like bare minimum almost. It was running on right. a 1050. Okay. So um, if it was running on a 1080, it might have even been an even better experience. So 
it uh, it was nice, and I think it hailed, I think it retails for. Um, let me look it up. I think it's four forty nine. I think we almost got to play around with this when we were at a Pioneer Square at the Microsoft Store. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, I think but so. We had to go rush off to something. Yeah, we were going to record the podcast that did not get aired. Yeah, the one that got away. Yep. Speaking of things getting away. Beer? Yeah, let's get away and get some beer. All right, sounds good. We will be right back. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. Second half of the treats coming from uh, everybody's brewing. That means everybody who's fucking involved in this beer. It's a Guango Deep. Guango Deep. Tim. Guango Balls Deep. Tell us about it. I don't have it in front of me. You really oh, God damn it. It's an IPA. Imperial Double. So a double IPA. 9.3 ABV. 30 IBUs. Tim made me a note here. It says it's a perfect blend of guava, mango, and fruity hop flavors. With that tantalize, that will tantalize the taste buds. It hits your tongue with waves of bittering ecstasy and finishes with a climax of fruity booze. Yeah! Go on, go balls deep. (laughs) Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Let's get go on, go balls deep. I'm not drinking it that way. Don't worry, I already dipped my balls in it. I watched you pour it. You did not. You don't know what I did when you went to the restroom. Anyway, it tastes good. It tastes very good. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's fruity, not salty. <laughs> hey. All right. You ready so, to kick it? Let's, let's get away from this and kick it. You know what's really funny is I got to ask if we talked about anything besides beer when I was fixing the computer. Really? Yeah. She was like, so what you guys have a podcast about besides beer? I was like, ah, beer, <laughs> technology. We, we, we used to talk video about games, games until you quit playing them. Yeah, well. Well, I got something that's related to games. All right, what do you got? I'm actually heading over to Indiegogo for this one. Uh, so, you got that loaded up? Yeah, I do. So, this is the high game PC. Like, before I built my, my PC, or more accurately, you helped me build my yeah. PC, I was really into the idea of a compact PC. And I looked at several cases and. It just it became apparent to me that it was really a hassle, especially when it came to graphics cards, to, to make a viable um, PC. I did like my Alienware Alpha. It did serve me for yeah, it served probably you pretty about decently. a year and a half, and my daughter is still using it as her PC now. It's perfectly capable of handling her schoolwork, and she plays a number of my indie titles on, on my Steam account with it. Um, but this is a mini uh, gaming PC called High Game PC, and I'm going to let them talk about it now. From Shenzhen, China. Of course, it'd be China. Hi, this is the High Game Mini PC. Small, right? It is. Well, small. never judge functions on appearances. So this thing is like the size. It of runs like, AAA games smoothly and quickly. What would you say? 
thanks to the I new know, it's 6 inches by Intel 6 inches. It looks like a router core i7 processor. The CPU clock speed reaches up to 4.1 gigahertz. External hard drive maybe? The high game not only saves space Perhaps. but um, also it, brings a stunning user experience for it has gamers a dock and for an creators. External graphics card. That's cool. High game is also a graphical workstation with big performance. Designers can use it to do complex work in apps like Cinema 4D. Even modeling and rendering of complex projects can be done simply. A variety of interfaces allow you to connect multiple devices, supporting up to five displays at the same time. Jesus. I wonder Meanwhile, if the graphics the can handle that. interface can extend another external GPU and loads of other devices. You want to have the big performance in a small case? Give High Game a try. High Game Mini PC will make your work. I mean, I'd be easier. willing to give it a try if you're willing to send me one High Game. Powered by Intel. I wonder if that's copyright. So they have two versions: one with a Core i7 8th gen, and one with the Core i5. Um, it's got uh, the H series CPU with ADM AMD Radeon graphics in the same SOC. Uh, it's equipped with eight gigabytes or sixteen gigabytes of DDR4 memory and two hundred fifty site. 256 gigabyte SSD storage, but you have room to expand that um, with the external ports. Um, the high-performing Intel CPU already has Radeon RX Vega M graphics um, plus a 4 gigabyte HBM2 graphics memory. So it can actually, uh, it's VR ready. Um, it has the specs to run VR um, out, of the Damn. Box, out of the box and it's upgradable, um, but you'd have to plug in things into it because there's really no... You'd have to uh, there's no plug more in play. Yes, you would. So, if you want the i7 version, it's 1099. I just lost my place. Um, the i5, is that how you say it? Is, um, Intel chip is, is 899 um, with 128 gigs. So, you get 256 gigabytes of um, storage and the i7 for 1099. And then for 899, you drop half the storage and get an i5 um, processor. And those are the only two backing levels you have. Um, it's on Indiegogo, which is a different system. Um, it's a flexible goal, so that there's nothing... Like, you don't have to raise a certain amount. There's 12 days left to back it, if you're interested. Um, they currently are three, $375,000, which is 750% of their $50,000 flexible goal. So, they're doing quite well. Um, that's the high game, and it's HI. There's no GH. High game PC on Indiegogo. Sweet. What's your first kick it? This one... Is inspired by you, Tim. All right. Must be awesome, then. It's called Peace Island, an open-world adventure about cats on a remote main island and how they must band together after their humans disappeared. The beta is available. Ooh. Cool. Kind of like that sweary game, huh? Yeah. This looks a little more photorealistic so far. It's supposed to be talking to us. Hold on. There we go. It's supposed to be moving. Okay, here we go. Peace pretty. Island is an open-world, story-driven adventure game set on a remote main island it's very, community. Very painterly. The story is a mix of mystery, science fiction, and oh alternative God, history, and it unfolds from the perspective of the nine cats who no. call Island his home butt, his when they down. wake up to oh, find their human out. companions have Seriously, all disappeared. It like, will be an gotta, interactive, story-driven experience which will focus on discovery and exploration okay. rather than combat. Over the course of the game, the player it's will have really the opportunity pretty. to experience multiple divergent storylines as they approach the ultimate decision, which is 
whether or not the humans are worth bringing back. <laughs> At no. the start of the game, the huge open world is fully accessible to you. At first, you might just want to relax in the sun and explore, which is fine. After all, there's a lot to see. The island features Whoa. four distinct communities, woodlands, scenic coastlines, secluded farmlands, crumbling World bears. War II ruins, yeah, and much, much more. There's even a local public radio station as well as a newspaper that served the island's 100-year-round residents, at least it did when they were still around. However, as you explore, it's wise to keep your stomach filled and tread carefully, because uh, some of the other animals you meet on the island may not be as welcoming as you would like. Uh, you will have to gain their confidence to unlock new side quests and ensure safe passage through their lands. You will hunt, but mice will not be your main concern. An invasive species has recently invaded the island and it needs to be contained, and it also it might like just be the key to everyone's survival. Over the course of the game, you will need to gain entrance to dozens of buildings. Some buildings are easier to get into than others, and some cats will have better luck. There are dozens of unique handcrafted interiors loaded with detail, side quests, and clues that might help you along the way. As you play, you will discover the secrets of the humans through the documents and artifacts they left behind. Peace Island will feature a unique alternate history timeline covering over 200 years. Created using the Unity game engine, Peace Island features realistic weather, day-night cycles, and dynamic interactive fauna, including deer, mice, flocks of birds, and even insects. Over the course of the game, the player will take control of each of the nine cats who call Peace Island home. Each has their own unique Only personality, nine. strengths, weaknesses, and their own role to play. All nine cats must work together to secure a future for themselves and their world. Their journey will take them to the furthest reaches of the island as they work to ensure their own survival and decide the fate of humanity itself. So it looks really Peace pretty. Island has received attention from all over the web. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know either, but I so kind of assume... you say there's a demo available? There's or? a demo available right now. I think that'd be a really good way to check your interest on this project. Very good. It does look really good. I, I was thinking either you or your daughter might really enjoy this for some fucked up reason. I think my daughter would enjoy 17 it. 17 days ago, guys. Okay. Looking for $7,000. Currently at $10,182. 250 backers. $1 gets you a daily screenshot and dev news. Ooh. $5 gets you the tenant, daily screenshots, and dev news. Gain access to Peace Island Alpha upon Kickstarter completion. Your name appears in the game credits. Uh, for $10, you get uh, early access to Island Beta Demo, which is already... You can get it, so I don't get it. Um, 25 you get postcards and a certificate guaranteeing you a free copy of the full version of Peace Island when released for $25. Granted, them all, $250. Omniseer. Get daily screenshots. Gain access to Peace Island Alpha upon Kickstarter completion. Your name appears in the game credits. Early access to Peace Island beta demo. 10 Peace Island postcards. A certificate guaranteeing you a free copy of the full version of Peace Island when released. Signed and numbered Cats of Peace Island print. Have your name added to the Founder's Rock and woven into the story of the game. A memorial in honor of you. Of your departed pet. Sorry. A memorial in honor of your departed pet. It will be added to the graveyard 
at the heart of the island. There are 11 backers at $250. Dang, it's a pretty big uh, pet cemetery they got going so far. No shit, that's a lot of dead cats. All right, my next Kickstarter is called Total Glue. Cures at the speed of light. Super Glue is dead. Total Glue's light curing adhesive is 10 times faster, fills gaps, and makes clean and precise repairs. It does it all. Let's go ahead and let them talk about it. Dun, dun, dun! Teeth have a funny way of getting knocked out. When they do, you end up in the dentist. That's a copyright sound effect, you son of a bitch. Ego. Lucky for you and me, dentists use the best tools to get you fixed up. One essential instrument all dentists rely on is a special kind of glue that uses UV light to dry quickly so that they can repair teeth. Please don't touch that. Yeah. Hi, I'm Chris from FiberFix. <laughs> we started FiberFix when we realized that you can take the technology used in medical casting tape and create the strongest repair tape on the planet. Well, we're back. And this time we've created a product that uses the same technology dentists rely on every day to solve all your frustrations with glue. Have you ever used a super glue that wasn't so super? Yes. Yeah, it claims a 30 second cure time, but somehow 30 seconds becomes 30 minutes. The only time it cures fast is when you accidentally get it on your fingers. No or shit. when you accidentally leave the lid off. And somehow it gets on everything you don't want it to get on. <laughs> oh no. And if it's so stupid, <laughs> why do you need epoxies and sealants and wood glue and metal glue and plastic glue and glue for every other material under the sun? Can you imagine if dentists used adhesives that had all the problems of super glue? Alright, we're gonna clamp this here for 24 hours. <laughs> Is anyone there? <laughs> there had to be a better way. Introducing Total Glue, the only glue you'll ever need. Uh, hey, hey, uh, 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 Our friends at the dentist's office something, something, glue something, that had the same strength as a high-quality super glue, but without all the annoying problems that make it the opposite of super. After years of research and refinement, we are the first to give you a light-curing glue that actually does it all. Others have tried to use the technology, but failed to create something that was easy to use and as strong as possible. With Total Glue, shining the light will seal the bond in just five seconds, making it over 10 times faster than Super Glue. It also gives you a clean, precise, mess-free bond that actually works on the surfaces you need it to. Wood, metal, plastic. Whether on small, precise areas or large industrial settings. Need to fill a gap? Total Glue does it. Seal a leak or crack? Yep, does that too. What about rebuilding a structure? Do you even need to ask? What if you're trying the to glue where the light don't show? Total glue still works. It just takes a minute to cure without the light. So as you can see, we call it total glue for a reason. It does it all. So stop wasting time with not so super glue and simplify your toolbox with total glue. Here at FiberFix, we are making a product so innovative and groundbreaking that we wanted to bring it directly to our fearless Kickstarter family, you. And we've shipped tens of thousands of our products to happy customers all over the world, so you know we're reliable. The tape. If you're tired of glue that doesn't make your life easier, back Total Glue on Kickstarter today. <clears throat> oh, and remember to brush daily and floss often. So the rest of the video is just uh, them fixing tons of stuff. It's like literally 10 minutes long. You can uh, move the music bed up a little bit though while I talk about it. It's kind of cool. Um, they were looking for $5,000 originally. They have 3,484 backers, and they are currently $119,965. You got seven days this to go. This is backed, by the way, from you. Yeah, I backed it. Um, it looks cool. I, I share the frustrations he um, 
enumerated in the first part of the video. Like, super glue sucks. It does. I bought a ton of, like, little tiny single-use yeah, super glues. It's bullshit. Because, well, once you open a super glue... It's literally single-use. So, I quit buying the big ones. I bought little tiny ones. Yeah. And that sort of works. But even then, like, I'll be holding something together. And if it's not lined up perfectly, like... You're fucked. Yeah, it just comes apart again. So, super glue sucks. Um, so, you can... The backing levels. You get one sample unit for 10 bucks. Um, you get five grams of glue, one applicator, blue blue light flashlight, and a precision tip. For how much? Ten bucks. Nice. I went with the Early Bird uh, Glue Starter Kit, which is three times the glue. It's five, 15 tubes, I think. Three applicators, blue light flashlights, and optional precision how much? tips. $25 plus three shipping. Free shipping? Three dollars, so 28. That's the Early Bird. I might have to buy that too. There's 23,000 backers at that level, or 2,300, sorry. Um, available? Um, I'm not sure how many are available at that level. The, the if it doesn't say, it's unlimited. Then I don't know why you'd go with the $30 not early bird, because it's the same thing, but it's $5 That's weird. more. Maybe they fucked up. There's a family pack, $55, six units. Um, I mean, it keeps going from there. At the top, you've got $230, the Total Glue Ultimate Value Kit, 30 units, so 30 times... Total glue, 150 grams of glue. You could probably put a car together without bolts with that. Um, and you get a tool bag, because why not? There's eight backers at that level. How much? It's uh, 230. That's not bad. Actually, it might not be a bad idea for your shop, but whatever. I'll have one you can try out later. I'm... I might be buying it, so. Um, when it comes to the tape, they started producing a commercial after a while. That's nice. Pretty, that's a pretty cool video, too. That's pretty cool. If you want to go back in the stacks? in the past for past kickstarters and this is a good time as any to talk about my past kickstarter that i got in the mail today all right let's talk about it um i got as you see my shirt i'm wearing yeah i see you your shirt the skyward yeah i got the skyward graphic novel um it's a compilation of the first i believe nine issues that was written by a young man who died at 34 suddenly and his wife wanted to um you know immortalize him by publishing his works in a a um large book and she did that, and then a lot of his friends got together and made a 10th issue, uh, sort of wrapping up a few loose ends, not entirely finishing the story, but bringing it to a better conclusion than when it just you know suddenly left off. It's a good rollicking adventure. Um, I flipped through. The art's really good. The book's really well-constructed, and I'm very happy with it. Nice. So, it looks really cool. So I just wanted to you know shout out the fact that one of my Kickstarters in the back did get... And I got a like a thank you note, and it's cool. Did you really? Yeah, it was stamped by her dog. Like they dipped the dog's paw in paint or something, and she initialed it. And the front of the book, I didn't show you. There's actually a book plate. It has my name like written on it already. What? Well, it's right there. If you can grab it, I don't know if you can get up. Really. I can't get up. I'll we'll look at it later. It I'll show yeah. you. So it's got a, a little book plate on the inside cover with my name already written on it, and they spelled it right and everything. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Shit, that's awesome. What is your last kicker? Sound.ai-2. Is this a sound card? I'm going to let them talk about it. Okay. I'm going to drink some more beer. Me too. Are they oh. going to talk about it? Are they going to talk about it in mute? They're going to talk about it in... Uh, I faded this out. Okay. Fade it back in. Hi everybody, my name is Oskar Nyström. I'm the creative manager of the team behind SoundDots. I'm joined today by Fredrik Gunnarsson, CEO and founder. We're about to roll a clip showcasing the SoundDots AI2, the upgrade to this little thing called the AI1. We just wanted to talk briefly about the SoundDots concept. So Fredrik, what's it all about? 
What we have in front of us here is the first building block, you can say. It's a, like a portable Bluetooth speaker that you can connect to your Apple TV, your TV, uh, even play vinyl through it. Uh, and performance is right there. Even if you just have one for your TV, you will have a huge upgrade for sound performance. The real magic is when you do the shaping and reshaping of your sound which is basically happening when you put the units on top of each other. They one instantly on top of each other. other and now there's three of them. Into a wire oh my god, what that's like three times the sound. Use all the surface wait, to play wait, what if you put notes four? And also a louder sound. He doesn't do that. Yeah. And of course, you can Coward. put it like a full sound bar, like this, with three units. Anyways, the we also have the prototype actually for the Soundots AI2 right here. Put them on their yeah, hands so like the look and feel of the product is pretty much the same. I want a and it, it totally interconnects things. with the current products. And that's the core idea Wait, with Soundots. It can play with the AI1. Yes, and also with any future product that we are, are planning to, to get out there. Now we're going to show you what a clip a of a uh, wall our of Kickstarter movie. And turn them and, on uh, when we We need your help Here's the to make AI a reality. So please but take so close look ideas. and support us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Introducing SoundOff's AI Tool. With the same award-winning sound and basic functionality, the AI Tool will be fully compatible with the AI One. That way, you're not replacing any of your AI Ones if you have them. You're making an upgrade with our new improvements. The AI2 can of course also be the only product to use if you're just now taking the lead to SoundOffs. They got these Sound like awesome AI2 connectors like right next there. Two USB-C so they snap into each other almost. Charging, Wi-Fi, and even wider range I'm gonna build a wall. with external devices. Fiber arms. Trump, get on this. Trump, get on this. We can build a wall of music. Or Mexico could build a wall in our direction. A wider range of and play music. They could play mariachi music at us nonstop. Okay, now I might be top, pissed at them for that. For easier user interaction. We deserve it. Integrated Bluetooth. I don't. I didn't do shit. We don't live in finally, California. We're fine. Substantial update to the main. If they build a whole wall, these we might be able to hear them from California. I want. Choose between two colors. Hear me out. Tried and tested. Industrial gray and the brand. Pyramid. Omnidirectional and we need pyramid pyramid best of audio. Yes, please join us in fucking Egyptians. You had nothing on this shit. Sound. So I don't know. It seems kind of cool. Like how much? How much is one of these bad boys? That that will determine how big of a wall I can build. <laughs> so forty-eight hours ago, so you break it on this shit. Okay. Looking for twenty thousand dollars. Okay. Currently at forty-five thousand four hundred sixty-one. Hundred fifteen backers. Oh, that's not good. Unless they invested themselves. Well, I mean, that's not good that they have that much money with only 150 backers. That tells me that this shit is expensive. $159 for Ugh. one How AI2. About, what if I need to build a wall and I need like 200 of these? Is there a level for that? Okay. We're going to go to the granddaddy of them all. I need a 10-foot wall. 30 sound no, dots. That's not enough. $7,500. How many of those are available? One. Shit, I need way more than that. If I'm going to build a wall, I need like thousands of these fucking things. Damn it. You can't afford it, Tim. We can mortgage my house, your house, and all of our no, family's no, houses. No, I got Republicans in Congress that will totally fund this shit. No. Yes, they will. They buy, they they pack the, the F3, what the hell is it? It's a plane know. that barely flies, but they fund it. It's a piece of shit. I'll show you later. Okay. But it. 
But the sound dot's fucking expensive. But the one thing I will say is this is cheaper than the one that I bought. Oh, really? What did you buy? The one that I talked about in Tech Talk last week. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a traditional Bluetooth speaker. Yes. But it's also... It's but big. I also got an Amazon Prime Day for $50. But it's it's big. It's it's a different application. This is like something you put more in your living room. This What you I mean, have is yes. something you take to the beach with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Did you take to the beach with you? You were I afraid got, of the sand, weren't scared, you? yeah. <sighs> Lame. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Anyways, you want to talk about some games? Yeah. Okay, I didn't play any, so what did you play? Oh, actually, I did play one. What's that? I played Dog Shit Dodger 2K18. Who's throwing dog shit at you? Dude, Seaside was filled with dog shit. I've never seen it this bad in my entire life. It was terrible and fucking disgusting. There was no way that you could either A, not get the stroller and dog shit, even if you're watching, or the trailer that we were pulling, or our fucking shoes. Gross. There was dog shit everywhere, on the fucking streets, sidewalks, all over the fucking beach. <laughs> it was terrible. Let's let's change the name for Seaside to Shitside. Yeah, Shitside. There we go. Um, so I played some more No Man's Sky, and I still think that's um, beautiful, and I like walking around, but I, I don't like the survival elements. I don't like the crafting elements. I don't like like running out of air and running out of um, my hazard suit and having to go back and recharge and mine minerals and make shit. Like I don't like the whole Minecraft element of it. Like I just want to fly around in a spaceship and like talk to aliens and stuff. You're not like, having fun? No, I'm not. The, the, the gameplay loop is not grabbing me. Like, the graphics and the exploration part of it I like, but I don't like the the minute-to-minute minute what you're supposed to be doing. It's just not it's not getting me. But I didn't Did you them. get off the toxic island? No. Or the planet? You no, didn't? Not yet. I'm missing one piece. I need a hermetic seal. You better fucking hurry up and figure this out. I need a hermetic seal. I want to get off the planet. I want to do some space flight before I you know turn this game over. Um, I've also been playing some Darksiders 2, the Definitive Edition, which is a stupid fucking name, but it's the HD version. Um, I tried to get into this game back when I had it on Wii U, and that's the problem. That's why I didn't play it. I loved the first Darksiders. It was, a lot, it was like a mashup of Legend of Zelda and God of War. There's definitely still some of that here. Um, this game, I really benefited by reading the novel that's in between the two stories, because um, I know like who all these characters are. I know who the Charred Council is. I know why it's important. All this stuff, and um, I, I like the epic storytelling of it. It's a very linear game. Um, after just coming out of God of War, where you kind of go where you wanted to, um, it's very comparable as far as its combat and a lot of its themes. But whereas God of War was kind of like, okay, here's this big world. You can sort of do what you want. These are the things you need to do eventually. This is more like, okay, this is what we got to do. This is the path you're going to take. It's very much more narrative-driven, okay. like, linear. Um, it also has an aesthetic um, of, like, late 90s, like, image comics, like, where the characters are just, like, big and over... Does it have sex? Not yet. Drugs? Mm, potions. Okay, that's drugs. There's a big booby Viking seer character. Okay. You might like her. Um, I mean, eh, maybe... I'm, anyway, I'm enjoying it a lot more. I really wish I hadn't played it the first time on Wii U. Um, just playing it on that tablet fucking thing. You're doing this because of an article on our website, aren't you? Q wants to review um, Darksiders 2 because 3 is coming out pretty soon uh, this fall. And um, like I said, I really liked the first game. I didn't complete the second game because of the poor choice in systems I, I picked it on. Wii U, Wii U, Yeah, Wii U, the precursor Wii U. to the Switch. 
like you could see now what they were trying to do now that the switch is out there you could sort of see what they were thinking it just it's like this weird it was like okay i'm i'm not making excuses for nintendo but the ceo of nintendo at that point had fucking cancer he was dealing with some shit he couldn't fucking be as involved as he normally was with the rest of the consoles he made yeah just saying it just didn't come together it was like the weird evolutionary step that that there's not a lot of record of because it died out so quickly well that's just like that's like a lot of nintendo products there was no not really like there's big jumps you look from nes to mm -hmm. super nes no i'm talking about handhelds yes they've had huge jumps so they had the the thing with handhelds is like most of them work well like i can think of a couple usually the first one kind of sucks the game boy xl was stupid Game Boy XL. It was the literally the black and white. Came out like six months before the Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, see? <laughs> well, that's more like... That's not an evolutionary step. That's like a uh, like I a guess. genetic misfire. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because like the Wii U is going from one thing to another. Oh, yeah, that's it's, true. It's, yeah, because it went from the, the Wii step. to the Wii U. The XL would be more like an experiment, like the Virtual Boy. Like, we tried this shit, and holy crap, it didn't work. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. It's, um, it's bad. Darksiders 2, I'm, I'm into it. It's fun. I need just time to play it. I need time to play games. I need like, I don't know. Just... Dude, do you have more days off than I do? I do. but What the fuck? I don't know. You don't mow your yard every two days? No, because it's full of cherry pits. We're going to kill our tree, by the way. Can I help? No, we're going to get a professional. <laughs> I don't need you losing any more limbs. I won't lose any more. Fuck you. Well, you can't even... Okay, we could probably cut it down. Yep. It'd be scary, and I'd worry about my house. The part that I won't perfect, Why? Part, you climb the fuck up there, strap yourself. Whatever. Cut off a foot okay, and a half. The part I need a professional for is grinding the stuff. Yes, you do. So that's the part I'm going Actually, no, you don't. Do you have the equipment? Yes, we could get it. Whatever. I would have fun doing this. You... <laughs> God damn it, Tim! You give me shit for not playing enough video games, but you have fun doing all this weird yard work. I want to grab a stump, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I do have another smaller tree. Okay, but grind um, that one. but yeah, do you I, really? Okay, grinding a stump is a real pain in the ass. Then why do you want to do it? No, no, I mean like getting the grass like good to go again. Well, I know I'm gonna have to after I do this like rototill it, get new soil in. Yep, I'm fine. Yeah, with let's do that. That actually, I would. I would love your help with that let's part. Let's do this. That part I would like love your help let's with. Just, like, let's just do re- redo the whole front lawn. That's I care more about the front lawn than the back lawn. Back lawn looks okay. It's not bad. That's fine. It was long last time I was there, but you were also like in the process of mowing it. So. It's time again. And literally, weed and feed would probably fix your backyard. I think it would. It's My backyard is much healthier than my front yard. Yeah. My front yard is literally is more... Is dead because of the fucking tree. The, there's so many cherry puts pits per square inch. It's and not only that, it's just fucking covered by I shade. I should almost all the take time. an Instagram picture of the fucking cherry pits you on my lawn. It, should. It's it's insane. I've never seen a tree that produces so much. But the problem is the cherries are so small, it's not worth eating because yeah. they're, they're barely larger than the pit. And we've talked about my stupid cherry tree longer than I talked about Death Ciders too, and that makes me sad. I mean, <laughs> it's the only thing I can find time to do. Damn it! All right. Let's talk about other games that are coming out that we'll never play. All right, 1979 Revolution Black Friday PS4. I played that game. Holy crap. No, you didn't. Not on PS4. What? I played that game from front to finish. 1979? You Uh played 19... Yes. What? I played that game. When? Last year. What the fuck is this game? It's a story of Iran back in the revolution. You're like... 
Okay. There's torture. That's cool as fucking shit. All right. What's next? Eight to Glory, the official game of PBR. Paps Blue Ribbon? Yeah, what the... F- Why is there Paps... I don't know. Okay. It reminds me of any drink with beer. PS4, Xbox One. Uh, Anamorphin? Anamorphine? I need morphine. Anamorphine? PS4. Castaway Paradise, PS4, Xbox One. Chasm, PS4, Vita. Coda of Princess X, Switch, Forsaken Remastered, PC, Xbox One. Maximum Football to the K18, PS4, Xbox One, Pixel Ripped, 1989, VR, PS4, you played this. No, I think it was a Kickstarter we talked about a long time ago. Like, we have talked about this game. We have talked about this game. I thought you played it at PAX. I don't think, no, I haven't played it. Okay. The Wardrobe, PS4, Titan Quest, Switch, Tohoyo, To. Oh. Toho. <laughs> Is it Toho? I don't know, but I like it. Okay. Toyu Hoyu Sky Arena Matsuri Climax. PS4. Fucking like a jizz game. Uh, One more dungeon, Xbox One. Road to Bahala. It's a tiny build game. No, wasn't that Road to Valhalla? Well, it's Bahala. It's a You bounce a ball around. It's a pun. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, tiny build. PS4, nice. Xbox One. I love Tiny Build, but don't make puns. Okay. State of Anarchy, Master of Mayhem, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Yakuza Zero, PC. I got that. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck balls! Nineteen seventy nine <laughs> Revolution Black Friday Switch Armored Warfare Xbox One Crush Your Enemies Switch Cycle Twenty Eight Switch Ikimo Ikimu. So I'm going to say Ikimu, uh, Splinters of the Dark Shard Switch, Flat Heroes Switch, Guns, Gore, and <laughs> Cannoli 2 Switch. What the fuck? No. That's just... Inconclasts? Okay. Iconoclasts. Yeah, whatever. Switch. Johnny's Turbo Arcade Shootout Switch, Kenshu Switch. Not a Hero, Super Snazzy Edition, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> it is literally called Super Snazzy Edition. It is. Uh, Picross S2 Switch. That will excite a lot of people. Some people are really into Picross. I've heard a lot about that. Road to Bahala Switch. Salt and Sanctuary Switch. This is the police too. Open the fucking door, PC. Nin- God damn it. 1979 Revolution <laughs> Black Friday. Xbox One. Dolings? Yeah. Xbox One. Jump Gunners, Xbox One. Super Dungeon Tactics, Xbox One. The Inner World, Nintendo Switch. Warrior, or not Warrior. No, Warrior? Yeah, WarioWare. Did you go play any of the WarioWare games? I did, but I just, I wasn't reading it. So Holy I, crap. I just thought I was going to say I Warrior. I want to check this one out because I love WarioWare. So it's for the 3DS. Fuck that. I've got, you, we both have 3DSs. I don't buy shit on the 3DS. WarioWare is classic. Eh, fuck that. There needs to be a WarioWare Switch game. Yeah, okay, I'll maybe I'll check it out. Zasmo Arcade Pack, Xbox One. And the final fucking game, Loot Monkey Bling Palace. That sounds like a winner. Nintendo goddamn Switch. So until next week, guys, don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show, Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast, youtube.com forward slash plug and play gamer, thebuttonsmashers.com, PluginPlayGamer.com and don't forget to prime and shine.
Fuck my cherry tree.